I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good afternoon, everybody. This Sunday, February 28th, 2021. My name is Dan Broskell. Here with my good friend, Dave Geller, and our guest for episode 49, the Jubilee edition of What Do We Know, Dave? How are you doing? Please introduce our guest. I am doing awesome, even better because I guested on. And you know what? You introduce our guest. You want me to drink? Well, <laughs> I'll be humbled. Um, I will say we, we, we gave our guests not enough credit because we've been talking about our birthdays a lot. So in the last couple of weeks, we both celebrated our birthdays. So we are now 96 together. Um, but if you throw in our third guest whose birthday was on Friday, this is like the 96th, birth, uh, 116th birthday party for the three of us because Millie Landis, Millie Landis. from Lexington, Massachusetts and from Lexington to Tenleytown just turned 20 years old. So Millie, happy birthday. Welcome to the pod. Thank you kindly. So excited to be here. It's our sweet 16. It's, it's, it's no kidding. Um, for those of you, for those of our committed listeners, uh, you'll recognize the last name Landis as is in fact, uh, her father is David Landis, but Dave is, is Dave's famous by association with Millie. So Dave is Millie's dad. Millie is go. not Dave's daughter. Go. So shout out Dave Landis, shout out Millie Landis and the whole family. It's great to have you on Millie. Where does, where, where does, where do we find you today in the world? Where are you today? I am in Washington, D.C. right now. I'm yep. living in an apartment off campus. Um, yep. I am a sophomore right now, and school is completely remote, but I signed a lease, and so I am down in D.C. Uh, and campus specifically, you're going to? I go to American University. Is it American, or is it, like, or is it like the American? Like, it's the George Washington University, or is it just like AU? We're good. It's just American University. If you just look up American. the American University, you get like the American University of Senegal and the American University of Thailand, and so that's a whole thing. You haven't been there yet. Not yet. But you have been other places. I have. I've been to some places. But uh, we, we, we've been to some places together, which, by the way, we will talk about, but not right now. Um, so, Millie, 20 years old in D.C., very, very exciting. Um, in reflection, I think you, we spent your 17th birthday together. So do you remember what those circumstances were? I bet that you do. <laughs> that was on our way back from the Holy Land, Israel, yeah. And yeah. we there were three flights, right? And... The second one, the second one got canceled, and the so the second one was out completely. We ended up in Montreal for my birthday. We were supposed to be back in the United States, but we were in Montreal. We spent a night at a hotel. It had a water slide, so I was happy about it. Shout out to the water slide. Uh huh. We got I think like two hours of sleep, so that was cool. Oh. Um, and you handled it like a champ. You were the you were the leader of twelve hungry and tired teenagers who just wanted to be back in the U.S. <laughs> so let, 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 I mean, if you'll allow me, uh, folks, the, the way I remember that trip. So this was three years ago, Israel trip of 12, 15 participants. I forget, including our good friend Leah Goldstein, including uh, Aisley Roskell. Um, one of those situations. How did, they, how, did Aisley, how did Aisley sneak on the plane for that one? My daughter was a champion on that trip home compared to some of her uh, older um, <laughs> trip mates who did not Fewer handle it so well. Fewer peers were set by her than my peers. <laughs> so this, was this the trip where the, where, the, where the van driver didn't know where he was going and I had to give him the directions about how to get to like the mall in Tel Aviv and how to get to the Carmelite Monastery? I think it was, right? I am not sure. It was. So it's basically like 
our, our, we, were, we were leaving Haifa, but it was a 5.30 a.m. flight the next morning, which means you got to be at the airport at 2.30, which means you don't sleep. And our hosts were like, yeah, you have to leave at, you know, at lunch. Sorry. So, okay. So they gave us a, a van driver or a bus driver that didn't know how to how to drive anywhere outside of Haifa. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you how to get to Tel Aviv. And I'll tell you where to park to go to the Shuk. And I'll tell you where to park for the mall. And I'll tell you how to get to the airport. Luckily, I knew where I was going. And then, of course, we had the, you know, the, the, the six-hour overnight in the terminal floor in Tel Aviv. And as yes. we're about to board the plane, we got a notification saying, oh, yeah, your flight from Montreal to Boston's canceled. Good luck. And we're like, what are we supposed to do? And, of course, in the lateness of our takeoff in Tel Aviv, sprinting through the airport in Brussels, yes, and then circling Montreal for an hour, being diverted to Toronto. We didn't know what was happening for about 16 hours. Got to the ground in Toronto sat there for a couple hours and then flew to Montreal still didn't know what was going to be happening and then we got to Montreal finally like 40 hours later they said yeah okay well we'll get you home tomorrow here's some vouchers for food in a hotel and we'll see you back here in the morning so this is going on however many hours of sleep we got some food in the terminal we lost two bags in Europe crashed mm -hmm. into the hotel probably seven o'clock and everyone was really hungry so we got the buffet dinner everyone had like two bites and then fell asleep on the table Yes, and at that buffet dinner, I got a Greek salad, and one would have thought that there was lettuce on the salad, but in fact, it was just feta and tomatoes, and it was a whole dinner plate of feta and tomatoes, which is a great way to end the trip. <laughs> there was no lettuce? There was no lettuce. There was they no call kale? it a salad. Huh. They got nothing. And then, as you also know, some people like really wanted to get back to school first thing in the morning. So a few people actually got up at four to take a dawn flight home, and the rest of us—I know where you were in that on that flight situation. The rest I think of us, I was like, on the earlier one. I remember some, going to school the day after. That's really but, crazy. And then, of course, some of us were on the four o'clock flight home. I took the last flight home at seven and came home like that was fun. And then the next year, the whole thing over again because I got stuck in Toronto on, on the way back from Israel and ended up driving home, which was a whole different. Oh, I didn't know that. Series of nonsense, which was two years ago, probably like today. Um, but no, that, that trip was, was incredible. We had a great time together. And I'll never forget Montreal. I was actually, I was trying to go back through my email and find out what hotel we were at. And I couldn't find it out. So I was actually on, the, on Google Maps the other day, like scrolling through airport hotels, trying to say, is that the one that we were at? Is that the one that we were at? Huh. I should just look for the water slide. Mm. And then uh, I just remember it was like, Jenna Rubin and Emmy and me, like just on the water slide, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Shout yeah, out Israel trip. Amenity. So uh, how's how's college life in the pandemic? It's good. I yeah. mean, it's pretty good. So yeah. I was a freshman when the pandemic hit. It was March, and yeah. I went home for spring break and got an email while I was home that said, "Okay, we're extending break two weeks, and then we'll yep. let you know." Yep. Um, and then a week after that, we got the email that says, "Guess what? Uh, you're not coming back." Um, and that's when my family was all sick with COVID. And so I couldn't go back to pack up my dorm. So my friends packed up my dorm for me and shipped all my stuff. It was a whole big thing. Yep. And then we have been online since then. So right now they say there's like some in-person classes. There really aren't. Um, and wow. it is a challenge, but I'm definitely glad I like, I can do it. It's hard, but I can do it. I'm not like a yep. six-year-old who like the challenges are much bigger there. Um, how, you're, comparing yourself, you're, 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 you're comparing yourself to how, how what age? A six-year-old. That's a good comparison. There you go. Really. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, was very gonna, I was gonna choose that age. You know, someone just coming out of diapers and going to well, actually that's a later age. But anyways, you do much better than a six-year-old. <laughs> I, I, I have a six-year-old. I tell seven. myself every day. My daughter's seven or six. I don't know. Whatever it is. Um, 
and 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 hopefully fall will be back to regular junior year of some sorts yeah i would like all that. right all right well, well like great to be on a short walk down memory lane we'll go back down that walk in a second i just want to reconnect with dave dave how was your birthday it's my birthday it's still going my birthday's still going no it was it was a it was a it was pretty low-key it was good all right you know how, how birthdays can get it i i, I appreciate it you <laughs> <laughs> You're sucking. I suck because we're not together anymore. Um, <laughs> no, it was, I'm not big on birthdays. You know, I'm not big on. Um, I mean, I appreciate them and I appreciate everybody's birthday. I, I, it's. Uh, I don't. It doesn't need to be celebrated for me, but I appreciate when people do recognize it. You know, in a, in, a, in whatever personal way it is. So, I, I got a lot of nice um, shoutouts on social media, and yep. my family gave me some nice, um, some nice personal gifts. I'd say and we had a nice. You got a gift? Give, what's what's a good gift that you got, Dave? They're not big on gifts too, you know. And and it's always like, what do you, what do you, what do you? I don't need anything, you know. I, really, you know, and and Josh, <laughs> some of my nice gifts. Honestly, I got my nice. I, I won't tell you, but I get some um nice. My wife gave me socks. My wife gave me socks. Um, Shout out socks. All right. Nice socks and um with some Yetis on them and some um some uh um what's the other guy? The other big guy that walks around. Bigfoot, thank you. You know, you know how I believe in Bigfoot. Um, this is the fourth. This is the fourth time Bigfoot's come up yeah, on the podcast. Bigfoot keeps coming up. I got some nice artwork from that, that Hannah made personal artwork. And Jocelyn, as you saw, I got a card from Madison. You know, which is nice. Right? Actually, it, I'll circle back to Madison. I don't want to use take up Millie's time, but I got that nice Facebook post um, from Jocelyn where she where she's a digital artist, Skidmore, and she photoshopped my face into five of my favorite movies, which I thought was really. That was actually really meaningful to me. Which really... movies were on that on that tapestry? I didn't see that. So one. that it, it, Millie, did you did you did you pick that up? Did you just, yeah, you... I saw it. That was awesome. Yeah, so it was Days of Confused. It was Little Miss Sunshine. It was it's a mad 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 world. One of which I my favorite movies I share with Millie's dad, David, um, and a couple others. Um, which I'm just blank on right now, but it was pretty. I cool. didn't know that you were a Days of Confused fan, Dave Geller. I, late in life, I just I just late in life, and well, it didn't come me... out until 1990. Three, four, five-ish. So you nope. were, you know, older. That's a great movie. Yeah, but I, I kind of got hooked onto it probably in the past ten years because awesome. it, it, it's nostalgic for me. You know, kind of, and, and kind of really and, brings and me you back. Like, you like Little Miss Sunshine? I do. I do. I not like that movie very much. I, I can really? see why you would, though. I can see why you would. <laughs> why would I? Why would I like that? It's just a little bit like dark, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's dark. Oh, the grandfather um, dies. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know. <laughs> well, I like. Well, I like. What I like about it is the triumph, right? The triumph sure. of the of this normal slash abnormal family, right? And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the support of this young lady who is trying to conform but can't. You know, I just, I just make these, I make smile. You know, you and, like that. Um, you like that. No, I really mean it. It's a great feel good movie you know but all the freakish stuff going on which in our lives on a given day right like i i, I could we could recap my my, my day today and be like what I, like, what just happened today and that's you know not as bad as middle of sun, middle little miss sunshine right no one died in my van but um it's, it's all good so yeah so it, birthday was good but enough about me dan how was your birthday uh we got takeout i guess that was fun you know i mean there we go i, I slept i exercised i ate and and it was a holiday monday so you know not much was happening so i mean vacation was fine a couple of days off a couple of days in and then i mean just i mean not, not for nothing but you know uh such a significant week last week in the world um and the stuff i'm doing you know professionally and, and school committee which we'll come back to so a lot of moving pieces here and things are certainly heading the right direction in various ways but um 
just you know, other things that have happened uh, recently, I'll just say sh shout out our old friend Chris Shaw, uh, picked up by the Orioles organization. So our good friend, part of Lexington Mass and BC, was uh, DFA'd by San Francisco and picked up by the Orioles and will start the season in AAA Norfolk, which is great. Good luck, Chris. He's excited about that. He's excited to be in DC because he can. He, maybe he and Millie can kind of go get some, uh, some oh kosher food or something. You know, I hadn't even considered that angle. I mean, it could happen. Uh, you, could be, you could be a reporter. Um, you could be a reporter in the field for us, Millie. You'd be like, "Hey, yo, yo, Chris." Oh, I'll get the I'll get the on field intel for you. I'm sure <laughs> she'll say, "Hey, yo, yo," because that's what the kids say these days. Um, what else? Uh, I'm, I'm watching shows. I'm, I'm rewatching Fauda. Uh, I'm watching Iron Fist, which is better than I expected. A little Marvel series, which I, which I didn't know about until last week. And um, wasn't that your, wasn't that your nickname in high school? No, it was not. No one, and no one the iron, school. the iron fist. No one talked to me in high school. <laughs> um, but the big news, Dave. I mean, uh, great vaccine news. Johnson and Johnson single dose approved. People are saying, well, if it's seventy percent effective, is it as good as the first two? What do you think about that, Dave? Um, yeah, I mean, the big thing is that it's you know, there's you know, we're trying to prevent spread, if not death, you know, and. The J and J vaccine, yeah, but like the other vaccines, will prevent. It looks like it's preventing severe illness. You know, it won't prevent all illness, but it'll prevent severe illness, and that's that's a goal. I mean, yep. you know, when I was looking at, at the numbers of that, you know, other other goal is like you know, talking to Millie is it get, is it get back to the normal way, right? Normal life. So this might not might not one hundred percent get us, you know, infection free, but short of you know, not all vaccines do that, right? The flu vaccine, you know hopefully prevents, minimizes, and, you know, prevents illness, prevents death, minimizes illness. So if this vaccine can come close to that, I think that's pretty good. Um, so I think, I think it's very promising. You know, there's some vaccines you get and you never need them again, right? Polio, measles, blah, blah, blah. But this vaccine, you know, it puts a dent in it. That's awesome. Um, tr Dave, true or false? And I think there's evolving data about this question. So is it true that vaccine, when you get it, you both don't get sick and are also, it seems like you're not transmitting because the viral load is less. Is that true? Rephrase your question. <laughs> can you transmit the vaccine if you've been back? If you, can you transmit the virus. code so, if you've been vaccinated? It seems like the answer is trending towards no in many ways. Is that true? I think it's, I think the feeling is, you know, I think the initial data is, was saying that yes, you could still get it and transmit it. So people were thinking, well, what's the, you know, some people are like, well, why get them, you know, what's the good, you know, but there's a lot of good there. So yeah. I think, I think the, I think the jury's out still that whether yeah. that's, it's a hundred percent, but you know, it's, it's, so I think that that's, I mean, that, that's, that's not a positive, but it's definitely not a negative, I'd say. So I think there's still the chance you could transmit, you know, but. I, I think, I think, well, my, my expert opinion and my reading seems to be like that there's more evidence showing that's actually more, more helpful than expected in, in reducing yeah. on no, you're right. you're, which would be wonderful. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. It's just, I don't know if it's, if it's, it's ironclad yet, but it's way different. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's way different perspective. Being, you know, the early yeah. findings, you know. It's a way different perspective than it was, you know, two months ago, three months ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, from my mind, you know, there's a lot of pending, you know, uh, social media letters that you may have seen over the weekend about people saying with the J and J vaccine, like Governor Baker, buy it and give it to teachers now. Buy the doses and send J and J to the to the uh, K to twelve educators and early early educators, and I'm like, you know what? Absolutely yes. Go yeah. ahead and do it, especially yep. as you're pushing kids back into school. So, if that can you know, happen in March, next four weeks, I'll be a happy camper and I'll go to the gym again, which make me very happy. It'll make us all happy, you know. See yep. you to, to see you back to your buffed self. You put your tank top back on in early April. Go. I'm so um, ashamed. So ashamed. You know, I think I think it's um, 
you know, I think when these vaccines rolled out, you know, there's all this excitement and all of a sudden you had these negative, these negative things like, you know, it's, it, you, you can still transmit it or, you know, will people get that second dose or um, all this, you know, this positive, we got these vaccines coming out and I think, right, J&J changes the playing field again more. We, when we talked about this that, you know, the, 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 I, I'm optimistic that more people are going to get vaccinated than we think sooner than we think. And I think the J&J changes that. And there's other ones on the horizon too. And they're looking good, looking good. Well, where do you fall on the uh, towns not getting vaccine and instead going to mass vaccination sites? Because towns were thrown for a loop and the governor's like, just kidding, you can't do town clinics anymore. We're all going to Gillette or Danvers or, or the Natick Mall, right? Like, how is that? Isn't that a challenge? That's a mess. You know, yeah. th there was an expectation of the towns being part of this huge rollout. And there was all the stress of, like, you know, when we, when we, when our towns get the vaccines, how will we dispense them? How will we, you know, contact people that need them, all the access issues and, and it just didn't happen. And because yeah, it's just a, the rollout has been not um, as smooth and yeah, it's just not available. And that's just, it's complicated. You know, it's also complicated who's, who's getting these vaccines, right? And the towns don't have them, but some of these urgent cares may, or, or CVS does, or these sites do and getting to these sites are tough. And it, it's, I'm not as concerned that the towns don't have them. I'm concerned as uh, about the um, discombobulation of the of the of the of dispensing it and the confusion of where you can get it. You know, that's sure. you know, if it was clear, it'd be easy. And it's just not it's it's just not easy or clear. So I th but, I think I, I'm hoping that within the next four to five weeks, I'll get one. When should Millie Landis expect to get her vaccination? That's my question. So that's a great question, and I I'm not sure. You know. I'm over, over under the over under well, is going to well, be I got, June I got 21st. Two, I got two answers to that. You know, I'm always I'm always optimistic, right? But this whole thing, you know, like it's yeah. it's, it's going to get better. Um, and Millie actually would have some insight on this. I'm interested in what the buzz is on the campus, and you can talk talk about your administration, what they're talking about. But I mean, that, you, that my first answer answer is she's a target a target audience. Man, the, the college kids need to get vaccinated ASAP. You know, just like the teachers need to get vaccinated ASAP. And I would hope that through some, you know, you know, massaging of the system, it's going to be, what was your date, Dan? What'd you say? I over for her over yeah. unfamiliar is first day of summer, uh, June 21st. I, I would say, I'm going to say by, yeah, by May, June. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm Great. hoping. I'm hoping because it's going to happen because at least some colleges are going to figure out a way to get this vaccine to their kids, sure. um, to the young adults. And cause it's a, because it's a huge, important population. Uh, Millie, thoughts? Yeah, because college students, we're not the ones who are ending up in hospitals, which is the main point of the vaccine is to keep people out of hospitals, but we're the ones who are spreading it to people who do end up in hospitals. Um, I don't think I'm going to get it from the university because like I said, we're online, so they have no obligation to give it to us because the students are all over the country and the world. Um, but I'm going to be a camp counselor this summer. And so we'll see if Massachusetts counts as, counts that as long-term childcare, because then that's a way to get it. Um, but I would say, I would say before the summer, especially because I am going to be working with kids all summer. Um, yeah. So I agree. So, so, so not only did you compare yourself to a six-year-old, but you just called your whole camp, like a little, little child care, all those little campers and all those little, little toddlers. It's not entirely inaccurate, but that's <laughs> absolutely fine. <laughs> No, I, I wish you, as you say that, Millie, I wonder if your camp, if these camps will be able to, you know, I just think there's going to be ways for people to get vaccines 
um, to, and distribute them quicker. And by that point, the, the high risk populations, like you're, like you're alluding to, Millie, the ones that really need these vaccines, right? The people, elderly, the people in, in high risk jobs, you know, people with high risk medical conditions. By that time, people will have hopefully gotten their vaccines if they want it. And then the key is, is how do you get it out to the masses, you know? And like you said, like you, you guys, no offense to your, to your, you know, to your fellow students' behaviors, you guys are the spreaders, right? You know, and uh, Ooh, so yeah, shots fired. Pew pew pew. Every, t- every time you yeah. say J and J, I'm just thinking about James and Orin, but that's J and O. But anyway, yeah. And what's um, interesting, you know, I mean, it's not often that Massachusetts looks south to Kentucky and says, "I wish we were in Kentucky right now." But Kentucky has vaccinated teachers, and we haven't. And in Massachusetts, like personal trainers, are ahead of educators, which is patently ridiculous. So we, cr- we can do better. I think, you know, the more vaccine there is, the more these problems, it's just, you know, as we'll talk about in a second, when we voted to bring kids back, um, you know, K-5, it's like the, the next thing I want every parent everywhere talking about and talking about with their representatives is vaccinating stat- teachers as soon as possible. That's something that every single person in the Commonwealth should be getting behind and we should be getting behind. So, I mean. Do you think that would make a difference? Do you think that everybody getting behind would change, you know, would change the process? You know, it's because it's. Uh, well, so far, the feedback that the governor has gotten from the, you know, mass associations of school committees and unions and superintendents has made no difference whatsoever. Right. So hopefully yeah. this will. And again, maybe it's like, can you just say, all right, take the J&J batch to give to educators exclusively. That'd be a great policy win for people who are looking to get their educators vaccinated, especially as the commissioner wants to push all kids into school, you know, so, um, you know. As, as, as you know, Dave, like we happily took a vote this week on a full K-5 return, um, you know, in the absence of teacher vaccination, because the data shows that in-school transmission is not happening, it doesn't solve the problem. And there's concern with more kids in schools, will there be more spread? Hopefully the answer is no, because that has not been the experience of people uh, in other districts and, and private schools. Um, but with the older kids who, who just, you know, aren't taking the same precautions as younger kids are, I think there is a risk of pushing more kids into high schools uh, in the absence of teacher vaccination. So hopefully this will be timed perfectly so teachers get vaccinated before the full secondary return happens, if it happens this spring, which is which is my hope. But we're excited so um, your, you know, so, to bring kids back into the classroom four days a week, starting in a couple of weeks. It's a big, so you guys a big, are a big change. Bit, you guys are a little ahead of the curve, you know. And yep. what 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 what's been your feedback, you know, when you made this announcement, uh, K through five going back, and 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 and, and, and saying this, you know, it comes right at the time. You guys actually came before. The governor, the governor said, get them back, right? And you guys, you well, said, it's, well, it, it, it's an interesting question, right? I mean, the the plans have been in. The, in in the mix since, you know, you know, I always caution folks in Bedford, it's a phased reopening. So the first phase was kindergarten. The second phase was the rest of Davis School. The third phase was Lane. It's been very sequential. So yes, we approved the K-2 return um, before February break. Um, we knew that this week we got a proposal from the Lane School about a close to full return or, or full return. So the timing looked wonderful. The commissioner said in the morning, we'd like to have all of our K-5 kids back by April. And that evening we were ready to vote on proposal and plans and hiring um, because we were a little, a little bit ahead of it. Um, you know, you and I both know, Dave, the parents of older kids are also want their kids in school. Uh, it isn't as easy. Um, the model's a little bit different. Uh, we're, we will happily tackle that challenge and we'll get a lot of feedback from people about what they would like to do. and how many kids would prefer to be in school or prefer to ride out the rest of this year in a one school, you know, live streaming component, which is, you know, different. Um, and, and kids and families will vote with their feet. And um, there's just definitely space in those buildings for more kids. And I'd like to fill those buildings with kids that want to be there in a safe way. And I'm very proud that all these votes have taken place without sacrificing one inch of safety. Um, we're still doing six feet. We're still doing masking. We're still doing hand washing and filtration and sanitizing and pool testing. So 
Um, so I've no, I've no million. It's, it's a good vote. It's, it's, it's expensive. You know, luckily we have the funds on hand, um, but it's been a challenge, but we're up for it. I've no Millie. That was an excerpt from Dan's acceptance speech when he gets, when he gets elected to his, his next term of school committee member. Congratulations. Hopefully that happens in a couple of weeks. Uh, I am not contested. There's a big forum today by the League of Women Voters. All the, all, all the folks who are running for office got to Lady answer vote. questions and make a speech. I participated and have letters up, as you've seen, Dave, and, and some video stuff I've been doing and some other you know letters and announcements. But um, So is this podcast is part of the campaign? It is absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, thank you for everything, Dave, for pumping my tires a little bit. It's mostly undeserved. So there we go. All right, back to Millie. Millie Landis. So, so um, what I was going to say, what <laughs> I was like, going to say about Millie before the beginning. Uh, so, is welcome to our good friend Millie Landis, another amazing person who Geller knows, but I also know as well. Uh, not only is she awesome, but she also has a new Etsy shop. Uh, but more on that later. Straight out of Lexington and now Tenleytown, Millie Landis. So, Millie, you've already told us how life is going, but tell us a good Geller story. Tell us a good Dave Geller story. All right. All right. Well. We'll go with the first thing first, which is how life is going, which is good. Um, I am a part-time student right now, so I'm only taking like three classes and then I'm- What are you taking? What are you taking right now? I'm taking gender and society. I am taking bioethics and I am taking the seminar for the um, College of Arts and Sciences Leadership and Ethical Development Program. So I have a seminar for that, which is like half class. Um, is there an, ac is there an acronym for that? Half lead, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to say it the whole. Every what, time. what do you What are you majoring in, Mill? Um, I am studying public health and women's and gender studies. Yes, so the whole vaccine talk was. And, and what And what is that going to translate to post graduation? Um, I don't know. I don't think I want to be doing research. I think I want to be doing policy. I mean, part of that is just like the DC framework. Like, when you're here, you can't think about anything other than the government and nonprofits. Um, sure. but, uh, oh, but then I am interning right now. I'm interning at the National Council of Jewish Women, um, oh. and it's going really well. I'm their government relations and advocacy intern, um, and so I've been doing that for a couple months, and they're giving me more real work now, um, so that's really fun. I'm not just, like, doing administrative stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, like, writing talking points and action alerts, and, like, you saw how the Equality Act passed the House a couple days ago. Um, yes. So when people wanted to take action through NCJW, and they plug in their name into the email and it sends it to the representatives. I wrote the email. So basically my legislation passed the house is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so that's, that's really a, fun. That's, that's like pretty movie. impressive. Thank you. I feel small. Huh. Um, but that's, that's, a, that's a significant organization. I mean, Dana Gershon, who's, who is a very important, famous, you know, boss connected lady is uh, the president, the president, correct? Um, I think so. I know President the board, president of the board. Yeah, yeah she's great. The board. the board. I don't interact with them so much, but yes. Wow. Yeah. And so I get to work with very cool women. Um, and it's really, really fun. It's very cool. Cause it's, it's social justice through a Jewish lens, which is cute sure. to the Etsy shop. Like that's exactly what I'm trying to do there. So like, it's great. Out, out Etsy shop. Millie, yeah. Millie, when I was in college, I was in a fraternity. <laughs> Well, I just disaffiliated. That's, about, my, that's my extracurricular activity. Conversation. <laughs> I play. I played some intramural softball and football. Yeah. You know, things in the world. 
it's tricky. It's I definitely like chose this route where it's like my friends right there, like teeny little liberal arts colleges in New England. They're all like flooding every day, and I'm like, oh, I would love to go flooding. So it's a different kind of thing, but I like it. <laughs> a little different, a little different. Uh, Dave and I had a similar experience. We're very impressed with you, obviously. Uh, give me a good Geller story. Let's do. It. I should have um, prepared this as I was. We can come back at the next pod. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so one time we were in the cape i don't know i was like somewhere between five and eight years old we were at your house dave yeah we had a friend's house yeah 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 <laughs> there were crabs everywhere i can tell you that um and we were watching gilligan's island which was our go-to this is the landis geller adventure um yep. and we're sitting around on the couch and landi we like to have a little sweet treat at night on the gellers they like dried fruit and nuts and whatever <laughs> you can take this splenda packet if you need something sweet um but we we're watching gilligan's island and we we're getting a little peckish and dave said here you can have this treat and he brought up these delicious chocolate covered chocolate balls of some kind and the landis children grabbed them and shoved them into our mouths and they were rum balls Oh. Uh, we thought this was the grossest thing in the world and how dare he poison our sweets with something that tasted so gross <laughs> but we ate them to be kind and also because we were craving something but Dave Hand gave us a lot of that's the best one you got that's off the, that's off the top of your head I, I thought you were going to bring up the time we went it was that rainy rainy oh, mud storm and I, and I was like I'll take care of the kids <laughs> and I piled you Ruth Jocelyn and Hannah and mine right mine was this too I think Martin, my mom came with Martin to pick us up. I don't think he was there originally. I think it was just girls. Not totally yeah, we, sure. we drove down to um, to the baseball field um, by the high school. And I'm like, let's go slide in the mud. <laughs> we and went sliding in the mud. That was a good idea like, when I thought of it in my head. And that was that a great idea. It wasn't a great one to explain to Jen and, um, and to uh, Becky. So, Becky David. David Becky. mom. And that wasn't a, that wasn't a good idea. Wow. I mean, also like shout out, shout out for using the word peckish. Peckish is a great word, which we don't use enough Millie. So that's well done right there. Um, mud day was fun. I remember mud day pretty well. And that was mud day was also like, how old are you for mud day? Mud day. Like, I think I was five. Joss was six, maybe earlier than that. Oh my. It's got a name to it. My mom's cool red sweater on the drive home because we were covered in mud. (laughs) Shout, shout out mud day um Monday. so uh the, the etsy shop keep off for good so that's yeah. exciting only because when, when i think of you millie i can't i can't not think of our time in israel which you talked about with your father about the the kippah wearing and, and how people who did not think that was a good idea encountered that reality with you in various places so um first of all that was awesome i'll never forget it and second of all like what's up with the kippah that you're selling yeah, so these I can, well, your your listeners can't see, but here I have a whole stack of them. Yep. Um, but these, the yarn was donated so generously by Roz slash Nana Geller. Um, and so there's a connection, but I started crocheting over winter break, really liked it. And I started to make Kipote, um and really liked that. And then I figured, hey, wait a minute, I could make myself some cash money because, you know, things are slow in the pandemic and I don't have a job right now. Um, and so I started making them. I set up this Etsy shop. I have sold, I think like 15 of them now, which is oh. good. Um, I have another shipment of yarn coming in. Um, and then I'm donating 10% to the Jackson Health Organization. That's the 
only abortion clinic left in Mississippi. Um, there are seven states that only have one abortion clinic left and Mississippi is one of them. So they really need the money um, more than I do, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so yeah, and it is a good adventure and I like to be able to have my like hands busy during a lecture so I can crank them out pretty quick. So first of all, how did the, the Nana Geller to Millie pipeline, how that happened? Was, that, was Dave the middleman in that situation? I think I reached out because everyone, everyone who has a keeper from Hannah's bat mitzvah, which Nana made them for Hannah's. Yeah. So everyone yep. who has that keeper, that's their favorite keeper. Yep. Um, and so that was the inspiration. And then uh, can I just say, I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's toward the top. So. <laughs> it's my favorite. It really is. Um, but the, the tears that were going down my face just got sucked back up into my eye. Well, I just want to check you. some assumptions, right? I just want to check some assumptions here. It's fine. No hard feelings. Thank, thank you, Millie. Even for that one <laughs> second, you know, it lasted for a second. Thank you. <laughs> um, but then I was talking to Jen about making Kipo, and she said, we have all this leftover yarn. And I said, do you now? And she dropped it off. Um, and then I have been emailing with Nana a little bit. We've been going back and forth. And that makes me quite happy. She's a good emailer. She, she's on it. She's she is on top of the email. That, that I know. <laughs> yeah. You need um, an answer. You email Nana. She'll be, you'll be still pressing send when you get her. This is great. And then, actually, go ahead, David. No, I was, actually, I was just saying this. I'm actually working on, um, I just, um, I'm working on, get, I, I'm now when I'm doing Zoom with my mom, I'm using actually Google Meet because she's, um, she's not, doesn't hear as well and it automatically gives me closed caption. Oh, I'm, nice. And I'm working hard to figure out how to put these zooms, especially now this one, with closed caption on them, so she can she can actually listen. So this, that's, this is great. I'll pass it on to her. Yeah, that's awesome. This is like the Roz Geller podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> sure, come on, but no, it's great. Um, I know they all sort of solid color. What's what kind of keyboard are we selling here? You know. Yes, I have. So I I'm working with what I was given, which is a light blue and a dark blue and a light green and a purple and a white. And so everything is a combination of that, but I've just ordered more yarn because I have finished what um, what I was gifted from Nana. Um, and so I'm waiting for that shipment. I bought small. And so like from, a, I bought from a small business basically, which like I was glad about, but I'm going to be getting it in like a month because right. I bought from Amazon. I would get it tomorrow, but we all make sacrifices. So. Good for you. So, the, so you're doing crocheting during lectures. So, like, I mean, on the course of your average like weekday class day, are you like in front of a screen for three hours are you going out what can you do in dc these days you know what kind of things are open and closed and, and other than crocheting how are you occupying your time virtually learning you know yeah i am in front of the screen for most hours of the day i'm awake if, it, if it's not my medium screen it's a big screen or a small screen yep. um and i hate that but it is how things are right now like if sure. i want to be a student if i want to be interning that's what i have to do um but I like to go outside every day. That is a goal. Um, yep. So I'll take a walk during a lunch break because I work like nine to five a couple days a week. So that's in front of the screen for that whole chunk of time. Um, but my friends and I, um, we take a lot of walks. We get a lot of takeout. That's like a fun, exciting thing. Um, we okay. pod with another apartment of our friends. So there's really eight of us together. And so we will like plan parties that have themes together when it's just the eight of us, but it's, um, that is like something that we've been able to like keep the college spirit going, even though we're um, online and off campus. Um, but yeah, we, it's a very different, 
thing than um like we don't go into into the city very much i'm like 10 minute drive outside of downtown and i'm in a suburb right now like it feels very suburban and i spend most of my time here like i don't go i don't go into the city very much um and i kind of miss the city but also there isn't a whole ton to do besides walk around the monuments so like we can do that but feels pretty touristy and we'd rather like we'd rather discover little neighborhoods and things that that you would only get to know by actually living here as well. You didn't want to go and like hang out in the insurrection and see how it was going? Yeah, yeah. No, I was okay. I was home for that. Um, okay, better, better that way. Okay. That was over break, so, yeah. So are you living in Maryland or are you actually in DC? I'm in DC, I'm in Tenleytown. Um, okay, sure. Yep. Yeah, so so 10 minute drive, yep. 40 minute walk from- Just the, ne the next stop after Van Ness, UDC, as I remember from my days going to DC all the time for my grandparents. There you go. Line of Shady Grove, baby. That was me, when, Shady whenever Grove. You, whenever you say Tenleytown, I just think of Tarrytown. When you think of Tarrytown, I think of Lowly Worm. I'm just gonna. Why does Tarrytown and Lowly Worm your association? Isn't that where Lowly Worm lived? Isn't Tarrytown? That Tarrytown, like where the Tappan Zee is in New York. That's don't talk about the Tappan Zee to me. All right, scary bridge. It's a scary bridge. I went over that. <laughs> trying to associate how you got Lowly bridge. Worm from Tenleytown. Scary, scary bridge. No, anyways, Lowly Worm. I see how your mind is working there. That's fine. <laughs> um, no, it actually, so. it's, it's great to hear, Millie. Like you, it, like I'm actually. I mean, this is tough right now being in college, right? During this time and missing on this huge social piece, not to, not to drive that in. And you're in a wonderful, you're a wonderful city, but it really makes me smile to see how you are adapting what you're doing. And, and I, I love the plotting thing with your friends. I mean, because if you're with some close friends and able to do some cool stuff, I mean, good for you for doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be like, out of the house like that I am that I do get to live in DC right now that makes the world of difference if I was home right now it would just be high school um but with harder classes um but now that like because I am because I am in DC it feels much more like the college experience I just want to add too not to go back but when I I mean Dan can piggyback on this but when I was in college I told you what I did and when I when I had a job which was not when I was at college and all the money I got put went in my pocket for other use and I wasn't donating it. So once again, um, kudos to you. Um, and uh, that's, that's, Where did that's you a, work at college? Do you have a job at Brandeis, Dave? You actually Were you actually employed? <laughs> that's a no. I had a job for one day. I had a job for one day. I applied to work in the, in the, in the uh, Sherman kitchen. And, and, I, met, and I met with the, the guy that ran the kitchen and I walked out and I signed the, you know, my hours. And I told my dad I, I was gonna work in the kitchen. He said, how are you going to work in the kitchen and get you and get your work done, you know, being pre-med? And I said, you're right. So I quit. <laughs> you I didn't. sad excuse for a call. You, you slacker. Oh well, my, my dad knew me. He knew I was going to get anything done if I worked. You know, like Jen worked all through college. Like she worked like, you know, print shop and doing other stuff. Yeah. I mean, did yeah, you have I, a job? I worked, no. I just want to say I did my junior and senior year. I did work at the gym. I work at the gyms. I work at the on-campus gyms. There you go. I was the <laughs> So I, I, so speaking of Sherman, I was the assistant manager at the Stein Davis, you know, upstairs from Sherman oh, for a couple of years. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. It was like three nights a week, like that's late, a big like gig. working. That's a great and it was, gig. It was great. And then, um, and then I was also I worked at the gym. I was intramural referee and scorekeeper for basketball and softball and flag football and, and soccer and just you know just I mean I was in the gym most hours when I wasn't you know, in. in no, I I worked in the weight room. <laughs> All right, the weight room. I wasn't mean? in the you, gym. You, you just like hung out and like watched the girls and like gave them help. Or like, what'd you like, turn the radio station? No, it was more you, working the weight room. When I was at Brandeis, this is before they renovated the weight room. This is when there was asbestos hanging from the ceiling yeah. and there was like, you know, mismatched weights. 
with coach, um, with Kate, you like coach dusting Coleman, out the right? asbestos. What were you doing? No, so I was, I was just checking people in and out. And I wasn't, I wasn't watching the girls. I was watching all like the physics professors working out. That's all I got. You know, they came in in their corduroys and their shirts, and they worked out with their, with their, with their universal machines and running the bikes with their, with the little pulleys on it, and they went out. That's what I was doing. I was, I was so funny. I remember when I was probably you know a junior james's age like reading all the because this is before the internet millie so you had to like buy the big like thousand page college books and like read about like oh all the quotes about this what was that word? That the bu- you said book what is what yeah is like, yeah this thing like with paper and binding and glue cool. and like print and font i'll never forget like i was reading the brandeis one in one of them that was like someone said oh, it just see, feels like all these guys are brandis all they do is play basketball all the time when they're not in class i literally spent four years like in the gym playing pickup basketball and i am basketball like non-stop and going to the and going to the weight room and it was great i mean wasn't working that hard to be a politics major and you know it, it's okay and uh he, here we are thank goodness shout out brandis shout out, shout out, shout out working for the athletic department shout across out, three across three generations of college students this is yeah, but I, got, I, I got fired from my job though because i didn't show up you know you got morning. fired from working at the gym? Yeah, I was supposed to, I was like the morning shift, like at seven in the morning. And I, I, it, was, it was a senior year. It was a tough year. You know, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of fun at night. And I just quit. You, you, but by the way, you lived next to the gym in the mosque. I lived How next hard to the, for you? I lived next to the gym. Exactly right. But Coven said, Geller, you're fired. Coven, did Mike Coven fire you? Mike Coven fired me. <laughs> That's a great story. He was a head soccer coach. Great guy. Just a regular guy. A little hot edge. But he's like, Yeller, you're fired. He was funny. He was a funny dude. <laughs> Roly poly. Roly poly Coven. His little legs. Um, Millie, to shift gears. There are not many Millies out there in the world, huh? Do you ever meet other Millies? Um, I know one Millie who spells it M-I-L-I, who is my age. And then I know a Millie who is 85. And so those are the Millies in my life. And so I know M-I-L- there are so many people who have Millie so dogs. She's not, she's not Millie. She's like an Eminem third, uh, three Miley. She's not really a... What's M-I-L-I? That's... That's a girl from USY. Millie. Um, her last... Millie. What? Millie. To me, Millie. that's Millie, not Millie. Millie. You know? That's just me. Oh, it's not by Millie, and she's irrelevant anyways. So. She, oh, she's gone her, through her whole her life name. not knowing what her real name is. I don't know who listens to this podcast, but her last name is Catan, so she was Millie Catan, and we called me Millie Gadol. Oh, my nice. gosh. That's, that is, as you should, Millie. <laughs> as you should. Millie um, Gadol. <laughs> have you ever seen the Broadway show Thoroughly Modern Millie? I have, and that was many, many years ago, and so I could not tell you a thing about it. But it I know that, that I was good. required. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that good. I saw it once. I'm like, eh, eh. Did you see it on Broadway? Did I? Yes. Really? Remember me? No. Did you date I, the girl? The Dan? Did you date the lead in that in that play? Or that I was think for, you are you are misremembering key facts oh, about that my was, life, which we're so, not so going to Dan, okay. Dan has a connection with one of the leads. From um, what's that? From um, what's that? Wizard of Oz. I have I have no comment on Wicked? the matter. Wicked. I have no some, comment on this matter. Some Tina Menzel or something. He might have <laughs> dated her. He might have dated her. We might have dated someone. It wasn't Olaf. No, that no that. Oh, that sorry, that's that's Frozen. <laughs> it wasn't Olaf. There was some was some secret buried somewhere of some relation. If you Wikipedia it. And they go through the career and you know personal. Dan's mentioned in one of these people's Wikipedia's, and he keeps deleting it. I keep adding it back in. But anyways, 
I'm not sure that's entirely true, Dave. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're, you're conflating some people I grew up with and hung out with. Uh, I have had encounters with celebrities when they were younger. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. And um, Billy, let's just say you've changed, show? you've changed many career paths. I, I, if people intersecting with me have gone into two great things, and here I am doing um, average things. How does that sound? Um, <laughs> Millie, what's your favorite Broadway show? Um. I liked Wicked a lot. No, you know what? Hamilton. It's just Hamilton. Like, I know like, it's we, famous. We can't, we can't like even discuss an alternative. Like, what was it before Hamilton? Before Hamilton? What was it before Hamilton? Uh, I really like the musical Hairspray. I've never That's seen it. That's fair. Okay. Um, you identify with Tracy Turnblatt. Like, you feel like, good affinity like, for Tracy. You know, it's all good. Yeah. Hmm? You really have an affinity for Tracy Turnblatt. It's all good. You know? I do. I do. And Link. Yeah, it's fine. Dave's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's oh, I just, we just watched Hairspray with uh, Manny, actually. And that's a really, oh, yeah. a, I, mean, I love, I mean, Dan, Dan and I share love for sports. You know, I love sports. I'm not, a, but I love musicals. And I would have a tough time, I think I mentioned before, choosing between going to like a Sox game and maybe seeing a Broadway show. But Hairspray is such a, is so well done. Such a great. Um, if that's the, if that's the, if that's the argument, a Broadway show or a Sox, you're going to the show, obviously, because Sox play 81 home games a year and the Broadway shows can actually be transformative. So that's my, that's my two cents on that one. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for defining my thought process. I'm, I'm here to be helpful. All right. I got questions for both of you. All right. This, this, you know, we're going to move on. Just r random questions, right? Ready for you. Millie, you, Millie you're, you're answering first, Millie, on the first question. Are you ready? Okay. Ready. Do you like coconut products? I do. What, for example? Uh, my conditioner is coconut scented. I like coconut water and I like smashing open coconuts once in a while. It's a fun activity. What? Once in a while. It happens mm -hmm. a lot in Lexington and Tenley Town. Okay. Um, Dave, do you like coconut products? Only like in a candy bar, really. Like a little candy bar. So the answer is yes. You like Almond Joy, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, what's the other one? Um, I, I like pina coladas. Is that coconut? Is that kind of coconut? It's like saying Parrot Bay is coconut. It's just like coconut flavored nastiness. But I'll give you a yes for both. I, don't, I do so, not, I do so not like coconut. I like coconut flavored nastiness. <laughs> Do you, I'm sorry. Do, do you like I'm gonna coconut? Let that quote sit there for a second. I like <laughs> coconut flavored nastiness. Hey, you, 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 you said it for me. Do you like coconut, Dan? I do not. I do not like coconut milk. I do not like coconut like keto chips like some people do. Coconut. Why would you drink coconut milk? Really? Like what's what's going on with coconut? Ask Millie Landis. I like it. I like Why? it. What's what about it? It's like it's like, it's like watered it's down a, goat's milk. It's got a good doing? feel to it. It's it feels natural. Aren't there and like electrolytes in there that are important? Isn't that what the situation is? No. First of all, I, I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not the smartest person on this call. Millie is. No, sorry, Dan. But but technically, milk. What is milk? I mean, is like from a coconut. You get your. Then you get like those little. What are those things that blot that, that blossom and all the 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 things come out of them like the weeds and there's like weed milk and there's this milk and there's that milk and this like green. Coconut milk. milk, is that milk, almond milk? <laughs> I don't know. It's just... No, like also a great question. Like, where does almond milk come from? Yeah. I, I know I made almond milk. Dave doesn't know. Tell Dave I do know. Milk. I do. Okay, tell me how you make the milk. Tell okay. me how you make You take your water, you take a little salt, you can throw a few dates in there, and you grind it up and you squeeze it through a cheesecloth and you get almond milk. I know, but technically, but you just took and took something, ground it up and added water to it and calling it milk. It's not really milk, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's well, like everything milk, milk. Milk. Your coconut products aren't exactly coconut what either. makes milk milk. I mean, coconut milk is coconut juice, it's coconut juice. Oh, you know shots fired, coconut milk of, it might be liquid out of solid if you can a cow is solid. No, so you're three, get, <laughs> get right? your three, get your three states of matter, right? And you, you got your 
so, so, you, so you got you got your solid, you got your liquids, you got your gas, and you you got your plasma if you want to go there. But is milk is milk right. is, is... <laughs> I think, Dave, that in between the two of us, we must know some food scientists in Bedford, Lexington. I think that Rick Kennahan actually is a food scientist. I, I want to get I want to get like a food. I want to hear about milk and milk and like coconut milk and something like that. So we're gonna get a food scientist. Okay. Anyways, good question. You got me going. I'm coming Good. back down. Mill, you had something to say, I think, though. <laughs> oh, no, I, I just took nutrition. I thought you like you knew food scientist. I'm like, who's your food scientist? I know. All right, so well, I'll you know talk to Brenda <laughs> about Rick. Actually, Dave, you'll, you'll have Brenda and Rick and Sean all in the same time. Be the Kennahan family. Let's do it. We'll give them one, well, we're only giving them one mic, and they're going to go all over it. It would be an absolute brawl. Um, Millie, do you have any food allergies? No. Dave, do you have any food allergies? No. Um, Millie, have you ever gotten seasick? No. Dave, ever gotten seasick? Yes. Where? Um, snorkeling in um, Bermuda. And uh, yeah. Like on I, the boat, but not on in the, the water. No, I actually hopped in the water because I was like getting seasick on the boat. Like I, it's weird. I, I never had that before. So I actually, did, they, did it make you feel better? It made me feel wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It made me feel worse. Man, I had nowhere to go. Uh, Dan, have you ever been seasick before? I have. When? Uh, it, I got seasick one time. I was, it was in April of April or May of 2000. I was off the coast of Australia, standing overnight in a ship, and I was really, really seasick, and it was not fun. Okay, for, okay. I, so you, then I so, got better. So you got the date down, and you, yep. and you got the, you, like, were you, were you like a stowaway? Were you like, like, were you like, were you like, you know? Running away from something? Like I see you like with a big black turtleneck up to your neck, you know, and the rope over your shoulder. The answer me no. this, did other people know you were in the boat? <laughs> no, it's a great I was I was there legally. <laughs> I uh this was like it was like the, the it was the week before finals as a, as a senior. It was it was like Passover Breaker brand. I had a friend studying abroad in Australia. I went over there and spent a couple of days in Sydney, a couple of days like dropping up the coast on a tour bus full of American kids, and we did like kangaroo island and, and and great barrier reefing and uh and overnight on a boat and got seasick on that boat and it was wait, 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 long... pass over to the southern hemisphere we're yeah actually it's funny I got, I got i got to australia the night of the second seder so i called home and i was like hey we're not doing passover here and uh that was the end of that story so, i'm sure your mom loved that loved that one <laughs> it wasn't really that to my mom so i didn't feel bad about it how's that sound i was also 22 and probably not my best self wait, wait, so, so i know so wait a minute so you weren't so you weren't shanghai right you weren't shanghai but you so you you this was actually you planned this trip um yes wait i'm just i'm just you you just said i'm going to australia you're just like i'm hopping on a i'm just going to australia that's crazy to me even in this day and age, to me, that's just crazy with like this capital K. All right. All right, Dave. So let's establish a few facts. First of all, I, I worked throughout college. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. More than one and day. every summer. More and than one day. When it came to be like, can, and I said to myself, well, can, can I spend probably 800, like 800 bucks to go fly to Australia and see my friend? Because I'll probably never have the opportunity to do it again. Um, I did it and we had a good time. And there we go. Oh, you're just a brave man. You're so, much, you're so mature. You had a job and you went to Australia on your own. I'm very if you ask, um, If you ask Elizabeth Roskell, you know, was Dan mature when he was second semester senior, she'll laugh in your face and she'll say, not really. So, so you were dating I had, her then. I had, a, I had a spring break, which aligned with the opportunity to go. So I took that break and then came back. Did she, did she, want, did she ask to go with you? Uh, she did not. Did, she know, did, she, did you say, hey, Elizabeth, I'm going to Australia. Bye. 
Did you give her a chance to say, don't go? From Australia. Well, we were both in college <laughs> and like we were not married and we were just kind of dating. I'm like, I'm going on vacation. Like it's okay. First call, first call to parents. Can't come to say this. Second call to Elizabeth. I can't come to dinner. <laughs> Millie, Millie, do you find this story unusual? I find it totally normal. Um, I find it fun that you went to Australia on a whim, but I don't find it like ca- crazy with a capital K as someone would say. Come on. Who says right. crazy capital K is that a Dave Landis expression? I just, I just did. I just did like two minutes ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it, felt, it, felt, it felt fine and appropriate at the time. And again, it was a long time ago. So we're all did good. Did you see any big spiders? What's that? Did you see any big spiders in Australia? They have huge spiders there. No, but we were just talking about that last night at dinner. What like are they Australian spiders. My wife's like, did you hear about the spiders in Australia? I'm like, no. She also said, did you hear about Lady Gaga's dogs? And I'm like, no. So I, I kind of miss things like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Dave, next question for you. How do you pronounce the word that's spelled this way? A-P-R-I-C-O-T. A-P-R-R, not A. A-P-R-I-C-O-T. How do you pronounce that word, Dave? Apricot. Apricot. Millie, how do you pronounce it? Apricot. You're both wrong. It's apricot. It's okay, apricot. Cool. Apricot, yeah. Um, Dave, the zoom right we can, we'll move on. It's fine. Dave, what's what's better, The Great Gatsby or The Catcher in the Rye? Two books I've never read. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm being honest on the pod. I'm, still, I'm just, you know, I'm focusing on the spiders now. So just, just I get, so I've, I've never, I read, I'd have to say Catcher in the Rye. How's that sound? Because you have read, read, read Gatsby. I read, I probably, I think I have read Catcher in the Rye. Okay, note to Dave, time to read The Great Gatsby. It's a, it's a one day read. I'm gonna watch the movie, it's, it's great. The Caprio is gonna be awesome. Don't watch the movie. Uh, Millie, really? which one? Gatsby or Catching the Ride? I have read Great Gatsby, didn't love Great Gatsby, so. Mm. So you're gonna say nice. Catching the Ride? What'd you say? You're gonna say Catching the Ride? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. Catching the Ride. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Gatsby just because. Two to one, two to one. I mean, this is this requires a super majority of three zero, so I apologize. No, no vote passes. No Thank you, Nancy taken. Pelosi. <laughs> um, Millie, what's an unpopular opinion that you hold, Millie? An unpopular opinion that you hold, Dave? You two, whoever I gets this answer. I don't know if that? that's popular enough. Deviled eggs are one of my favorite foods. That is very unpopular, w- really. I love them. Like a, you'll a, die on the a, deviled a, eggs a, mountain. A, like a yes. Deviled egg on a hot summer's day. Oh, uh, delicious! Delicious, delicious. Oh, but you know, are you deviled eggs warm or cold, Millie? And this um, is a chilled. I would rather them chilled than warm. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's delicious. Yeah. Mm. I like it. I'm with you. This moment this summer, we were hanging out on the dock in Maine, and my mom came down with a platter of deviled eggs. I said, "This is the life." That's great. That's actually a great line. Are you that a deviled egg? the life. Or cold. <laughs> that is just not the life. Wow. Awesome. I'm not, I'm not yucking your yum, but I am. So that's fine. You Dave, are. what's an unpopular opinion that you hold? That I can wash dishes. Because I guess no, I can't. Nobody, nobody agrees with you on that one. No, because I guess you know, sometimes if you leave food stuck to the, to the dish or the soap suds everywhere and use cold water, you can't wash dishes. What do I know? Great. <laughs> this is only getting better. Dan, what's up unpopular? <laughs> I had it. I just forgot it because you were talking about the dishes. Oh my gosh. Um, I will say mo- most people agree that it's apricot, not apricot. And I find that completely wrong. It's definitely apricot. Um, I guess an, 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 a recent unpopular opinion that I held, I really could not 
both watch the Super Bowl and root for Tom Brady. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do either. And that was pretty unpopular around here because everyone's like, I want Tom to win number seven. I really didn't. And I couldn't even watch it. So I think the last time we spoke, Dave, was actually the Erev Super Bowl. It's been a long time. I just so, love, uh, how, I, I love, yeah, I love how you throw the Erev in there. It's um... Yeah, Erev Super Bowl. I, I, I didn't watch it. And Good. I was really grumpy about it. And I did. I wasn't like joyful that the Bucks won. You, you know, didn't so watch that. Was, that's wait, pretty unpopular wait, 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 wait. around here. You didn't watch the Super Bowl. I watched literally one play by accident because I was walking. Really? I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. And I was like a jerk about it. Like, I don't care. I don't want to watch. I'm going to read. So I got really stubborn and irrational about that, which was, you know, that's fine. I, I want to come back to that in a second. But go, Mel. I, I don't have a particular affiliation for either team. So I did a little research and found out which of their owners donates to which political candidates. And oh. um, the uh, Chiefs, also offensive name, so minus a point there. Um, Chiefs has all Trump supporters as their as their owners, and Buccaneers has some non-Trump supporters. Yeah, so unfortunately, if, if, if you're going to be not to I'm get not too far, if, if you pull the ownership groups of these professional football teams, it's going to be pretty pretty right uh, yeah. as opposed well, to left. So. That's interesting. So usually when so when last you know I was thinking about our birthdays, right? It was like a year ago. I'm going to go back to that. That's why I was thinking about a year ago. We were talking about our birthdays, and, and then all of a sudden COVID explodes, right? We were a year into this. And I was thinking about how excited I was to watch March Madness pre-COVID. I was looking forward to actually taking a, a day off, actually, from work, going over to Tony C's over in, over in Burlington and actually watching games. I haven't done that for a while, the, the, the preliminary matches. Were you going to do point. that last year? I was going to, but, you know. With who? Closed down. I didn't get a chance to call you. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes. You know, I, don't I wasn't invited to this COVID. I uh, love watching Madness college party. basketball. I love watching March Madness, but I don't always follow all the teams. And sometimes I'll pick teams on different reasons. And this year, I'm going to pick teams, Billy. We're going to pick teams on. Whether some... they donate to Mitch McConnell or not. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure that out with the school's goal. That's a good idea. So anyway, I can't believe you didn't watch the, the Super Bowl. I don't watch. I don't, I'm not always watching every Super Bowl. But there's such a great storyline to watch Couldn't that actually it. gave us, as New England fans, a reason Couldn't to watch. Nope. I'm amazed. Nope. I was out. I was out. I was all the because way out. Because the Patriots weren't playing? Well, I mean, I, I, I would have watched if the Patriots were playing. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's funny. I, I was reading an article this afternoon about um, how everyone said, like, we, we have to bring sports back. we got to have sports again. It's going to everyone make everyone feel normal. Everyone's going to watch sports. And consistently, like, no one's watching anything still right so i mean in yeah. my in my house like all weekend we're watching soccer all weekend espn plus bn sports epl but like i'm not i'm not watching the celtics not watching the bruins not watching uh, ho uh you know other hockey games or, or college about i'm like i'm just watching streaming so streaming you're is up like yourself. streaming's up 200 and sports viewership is down like half 50 percent across the board people are just watching other stuff as opposed to live sports i'm watching i'm watching um, i'm watching madison my nine-year-old watch people playing minecraft that's what i'm watching oh, brutal what are you doing dave yeah. what are you doing she is a snapchat goddess dare i say she's so technologically savvy oh. they're way ahead they're, these kids are way ahead. they're way ahead of themselves now they're way ahead of themselves it's just crazy how old were you when you got what? How old were you, Millie, when you got your, your first cell phone? How, what grade were you in? Um, I got a phone that did this, like the BlackBerry that had the real buttons. Oh. I got that um, in eighth grade, and I got an iPhone in the middle of ninth grade. So I was 15. Yeah, and James James is what? James is a senior. He got his, when did he get, he get his phone, Dan? Uh, both boys got theirs um, when they turned 13. Yeah, I mean Maddie's nine. She's her friends. Her friends have better phones than I do right now, and it's killing me. It's, uh, uh, 
Yeah, well, you, you know my thoughts on that one. I think it's probably not great, but this is Lexington. So, you know, a little bit different. People roll differently. So shout out, unpopular opinion. Wait, wait until you're 14 to give your kids. So I was talking to, so pretty- going back to the Minecraft thing, I was talking to someone in the office, uh, a, a kid who's watching, he watches Minecraft videos. And I said, I find, and I'm not judging you, but I just find that interesting. You, you watch somebody else play a video game. Yeah. Is that, that's, that's Twitch, that's right? That's Twitch? Duh. What's, who's, who's a Twitch? Isn't Twitch the way the app where you watch people playing video games? Millie, like right? streaming service. There's a gazana, but but anyways, he said you watch sports. I said yeah. He goes, what's the difference? You watch someone play a game, and I was like, quaint well I mean, taken. Boom. And, All right. Um, uh, I have other questions, Dave. I feel like you're you're riffing pretty good here. You know what I mean? Going, keep going. I'm ready. More All questions. Right, Dave, what's, what's your? I don't know. Um, what's your favorite movie about uh, military or war or thriller or conflict, Dave? Well, that's a more that's movie, a great movie, like spy so I, movie, you know. So I'm actually I'm actually a huge. When I was younger, I was a huge war movie watcher. Uh, as I got older, I really appreciate the movies, but I, I don't like watching them as much because of the reality of the war. Sure. Um, oh, yeah, I could I could give you a so list. So many answers. So many answers. I mean, honestly, my my favorite war movie. Mm, war, maybe. military, spy, you know, loosely interpreted, right? Okay. Well, I mean, actually, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the original Midway a lot. You know, that's just uh, whoa, yeah, that's vintage. Yeah, I, I honestly, it's 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 weird, but I used to after I watched that movie, I would take a, a, a an Afghan blanket and I would throw it on the ground in my den and let it make some topography, and then I would take checkers and I would make little bunkers with the checkers, and I would use my little. Um, dolls, which were a lot of them were um, Muppet dolls, like Cookie Monster and whatever, and they would man, they would man the island, defending it against the incoming attack. I don't even know what to say, yep. except that I'm sad that I missed that back in the '70s. <laughs> I won't, I won't wow. go into my, I won't go into my Guns and Navarone stuff, but that's another thing. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, it's Hunt for October. I'm still the best, you know. It's also always on all the time, so I always have a chance to watch it again. Millie, do you have a favorite military war spy movie? Mm, don't watch a lot of military movies. I like, I do like um, heists. I like heist movies. Oh, oh, uh, for example, the oceans. I do like the oceans movies. What do you think movies. of Oceans Eight? Because I want to like it, and it really wasn't likable. Is that the one with the woman? Yeah. I, I never ended it was, up seeing it. I should have seen it and I didn't. I uh, wanted to like it so much in it that it just like compared to the first three, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't enough, you know. Yeah. But Oceans also always on, always worth watching. Fully good agree. Movie, good movie. Do you have a heist movie? Um, I like the Italian job. Excellent answer. Yeah. Did you You're watch welcome. Money Heist on, on Netflix, Millie or Dave? Money Heist oh. the Span. Um, I did watch Money Heist. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the, the Spanish one, the TV yeah. show in Spanish? Okay, no, we watched the first episode of it. Um, and that's and it? And you could stop? Oh, it's so good. I think so. Yeah, I, I would go back to Money Heist, Millie. It's really okay. good. That sounds good. I season one and that. season two, both really solid. Nice. Um, hold on, my computer's kind of fritzing here. Um, interesting. Uh, what else, Dave? Any other questions? I'm out of my questions. Hmm. I'll give you. I'll give you one or two, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. Get, 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 I, I got no questions. I have, you have no, questions. no questions. I have. Go, Millie. Um. This is a question we asked in Lana's family. What's your not super superpower? So, what's something you're really, really good at that isn't a superpower? That like isn't what isn't super, but it is one of your powers. I can go first if it would be inspiration. Is my not super superpower is that I am um, 
I can always find the Tupperware for the amount of leftovers. Oh, I always good. find the right Tupperware for the amount of leftovers. I never shoot big. I never shoot small. I get it. I get it right. That's a skill. Oh, That's a really super, Thank not super, not super, superpower. Wow. Can you wait? What, what's your superpower? I just, I I, I, when you, I when you have leftovers and yeah. you need to find a Tupperware to put the leftovers in, I always pick the right size Tupperware. I don't shoot too big or too small. Yeah. That's a super. Wow, that's a that's a great super. That's excellent. Thank you. People also always ask me to watch their luggage in the airport. That's another one of mine. Is that I I am I mean I'm a little white girl, so that makes sense. But like you're a good luggage watcher. Ask. That's a, it's a little superpower. Interesting. That is spectacular. That's Thank a good you. one. What are yours, Dan? <laughs> wow. Um, not, I, I would just I would just say that I, I I'm really good at like using the internet to to learn things about people that they don't think I know. So like yeah. it's not stalking. It's not. It's like I'm always just like out there, instantly gathering information to be better prepared when I'm I'm talking to someone. So I'm, I would say my my power is just like using the yeah. internet to my advantage in, in many ways, so that uh, I enter a situation you know better prepared than if I had not. That's my super not superpower. Nice. Dave Geller, how about you? Uh, I've got all kinds of superpowers. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna list two, maybe three. Yeah. How about oh, I got four? How about I two? Eat, how about two? I can eat a lot. That's I true. Can eat a lot. And people don't think I can, but I can eat a lot. Millie knows I can eat a lot. You put a bowl of hummus in front of this man. Two. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. When I when I, um, I've well, whenever I'm walking through, in, through a public space or through a mall or something, and, and a little kid makes eye contact with me, and I make eye contact with them, they stare at me for a long time. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like they smile. <laughs> no, it's weird. I they look at me, I look at them, and we just are locked, and we just keep looking at each other. And I, I'll take that as a pediatrics. I'll take that as a compliment. I don't know. I mean, we're like reading each other's mind or something. Something's going on there. That's pretty good. I mean, a, a, a better example that I'm a good like internet stalker <laughs> is that I think I'm very good at like um, when I meet someone like just seizing control of the conversation and like asking questions right off the top. Right. I want to be in, I want to be in charge of the interaction. You know. I'm not at pros to be true. I do that all the time. Like, tell me three things. Where yeah. were you born? Where'd you go to high school? Right. I'm like, I, I want, I'm always wanting, I always would be like soliciting information from the world and absorbing it. So I'm, I'm good at that. I think it allows me to, to, to know more. And I'm a, I'm a fan of knowing more. I concur. Uh, that is a not super, superpower of yours. There we go. Um, I guess my last question, Millie, um, ha, like where, like how's your Jewish journey going? Ooh, ah, good. It's hard now. Um, yeah. I like dabbled with Chabad. I'm involved yep. with Hillel right now. Like, sure. Um, it's hard. Like Judaism is very family based for me so that I'm like away from my family. It's like, what am I even yeah. doing? You know, so right. it's tricky. I will say it's tricky. You're gonna, uh, what are, you, are you going home for Passover? You do a little Zoom Passover. What's the plan? Yes, I'm going home for Pesach. Super pumped for it. Um, Soon. It's like in, a, in less than a month. It's yeah, wicked early. It um, it is. Uh, so yeah, really excited for that. Awesome. Yeah. Dave, what are your plans for Passover? A little Zoom. What are we doing? Um, I'm going to be talking to, uh, Millie about that soon, actually. So, oh. um, yeah, we'll be figuring, we, I, I, we've, I, Jen and I were talking last night about our plans. So we have some evolving plans, I'd say. How about yourself? Any plans? Um, none. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll talk. I mean, maybe, four, maybe, maybe. four weeks is like four years around here. So I, I, I mean, could, it's, I, I like a nice early cold Passover, not like a, a sort of a later hot one. 
So I'm, I'm glad to get out of the way, uh, you know, end of March and then roll into, roll into April. You like your satyrs like I like my deviled eggs. Boom. Yeah, it's all true. It's all true. Nice. Except, I, except that I, I just, I, my, my disdain for deviled eggs is just like, woo, it's all good. Um, Miller, this podcast took us in a lot of different directions. Yes, it did. I've had the best time. Uh, I will just say, we, we didn't talk explicitly, but and then we talked about in the pod with your dad about, you know, um, you know, our time in Israel was very special to me and, and seeing your journey with, you know, with the kippah in the face of intolerance um, was outstanding. I'll never forget. And, and Akko being accosted by the shop owner who was like, why, why are you letting her wear kippah? I'm like, well, what, like, why wouldn't I? Just couldn't, literally could not conceive of a world where it was okay. Yeah. And we, were on the, we were on the same page with being okay. So you, you were an inspiration to me then and now with your work. Um, and you know, I got into college with that story. Um, that's, I did not know that. And it makes me feel even, even happier that I was there to sort of see it, see it in, in the moment. So your journey is just beginning and, uh, you know, with your volunteer work and your interning and, and all that, you're, you're headed for greatness. So I'm psyched to be reconnecting with you. And I know that Dave's known you a lot longer than I have. Um, but this conversation brought me a lot of joy. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. This sure. It did for you too, Dave, right? I'll give you the last word, buddy. Uh, I think Millie's super, superpower is just who she is. And we yep. talk about that a lot in our family. She's a special uh, person. Um, you know, she's normal. She's awesome. She's super normal. You know, she's just an amazing, I mean, we're just here right now, just, just the little tidbits of her life, which she just tells us what she's just doing. You know, she's just a, uh, she's a great, she has a great, you know, energy to have, to, to be around and it's contagious and it's, um, it's really, uh, uh, just, just, just really great to spend time with you here, if not with you know personally with your, you and your family. You know, you're just, you're just a, a really wonderful person just to, uh, to share time with. Well, thank you, and you two are two of the men I respect most, who I know and I love, and so thank you for having me. This has been phenomenal. Well, in some ways, uh, it's great symmetry is our, our jubilee podcast number forty nine gives us a sense to sort of reassess and take stock and celebrate, and, and uh, what what a better person to celebrate than with you, Millie. I will say that episode fifty, Dave, is the next one, so that's going to be a barn burner. So we'll see how that one goes. So um, all of our listeners, thanks for joining us on this walk down memory lane and the life of a current college student with Millie Landis. Episode 50 coming up soon. Shout out Julie Minugi and Lex Media. And a thank you to Lex Media for nominating our Chris Shaw podcast for a Regional Excellence Award. So we'll see how that one goes. So uh, couldn't do, couldn't have done it without them. And then one day, you know, back in the studio at some point with Julie and our friends over there. So thanks to Florence and Julie for nominating us in that great episode, which was... I think almost exactly a year ago or perhaps even more. All right. So with March on the horizon, wish you all a wonderful early spring. We'll be back for episode 50. Millie, great to see you. Much success. And we'll talk to everybody next time. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskel and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman, Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.